Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. Happy Friday, mother f- Probably can't start a podcast that way, but happy Friday. I hope you're reaching for a beer or on your way home. Bradley, how are we? Hot, mate. Very, very warm. Um, <laughs> it's currently 36 degrees, I think, in London. Uh, oh, it's, it's very steamy. Um, I've been outside a little bit today, but I, my cats are both like flopping all over the place. They're just, they're, they're, uh, they look half zombified by the heat. <laughs> Stevie, uh, sorry, not Stevie. J- Jeff's hardly got any hair. No, she should be she fine. Goes, she's like a little bald piglet, and she goes very pink in the sun. So I always worry that she's going to get sunburned. Um, oh my god, does your cat get sunburned? Well, she's definitely uh, she goes a little bit, a little bit flaky on the top of her skin sometimes. So, but you can't. I haven't found anything you can put on a cat uh, to act as sun cream because they'll just they'll just lick it off. Um, <laughs> I mean, suntan lotion is delicious. I mean, it is delicious. I'm not sure it's it's safe to eat. Is it safe to eat? It must be safe to eat. <laughs> I've got I've got no idea. It's gotta be I say delicious. It only smells delicious. Mm. It just smells like kids' holidays. It does. I I've never licked it. I've eaten herbal essences. That didn't pan out. No, no, that's not great. I was what flavour were you screaming in the it? shower in a very different way? <laughs> Which um, uh, do you know what? I can't even remember. It was like a, it was like a, 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 a sort of a red berry fruit one, like a raspberry or something. Mm, nice. That just smelled so good. I was like, this has got to taste a little bit like the fruit. No, 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 it doesn't. No, no. It just tastes like soap. This is the worst. Moral sulfate vibes. Um, um, yeah, but that's that's what happens when you're 16 on holiday, like the long summer holidays where you just run out of shit to do. And I just, yeah. Started eating shower gel. Nice. Um, <laughs> should we get to the show? Uh, a, well, we could do. I was just going to say on a shower gel tip, um, I used to love the one that was the, the minty one. that was very tingly. Tingly all over your balls and everything, right? But I've stopped using yeah. that now. I feel like that's a sort of like Lynx sort of thing equivalent um, for teenagers or something. So now I use like a shea butter, coconutty kind of uh, smelling one. Which, what are you? Eighty? Well, I, I just I've I've gone from one extreme to the other. I think I've just missed. <laughs> I don't know what should I be using, Johnny. What do you use? What what variety? I mean, I, I don't want to tell you what shower gel to to use. You know, just, like, I'm not I'm a shower gel Nazi. I'm interested. I just I, the only time I ever see shea butter is like in grandma bathrooms. Yeah, I don't even know what it is. It just smells nice. It's like kind of like well, it's clearly the butter of shea. Yeah, I don't know who shea is, but 
she's working on it. She's got some great <laughs> I smells. think it's a person. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's, it smells nice. It's it's not super duper masculine. You smell masculine. nice, Brad. You know. Well, I try. It's not super duper masculine. Like the other stuff is a bit like full on, but um, this doesn't t- it doesn't tingle, mate. It doesn't tingle. I don't know. I don't know what what your feelings on the on the tingle is, but um, I, I I thought the tingle was a bit much from the original source mint shower gel. If I'm honest, original source. That's the brand. Yeah, I've forgotten the name of it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was it was a bit much for me, but I didn't then have to salve it with <laughs> shea butter. Yeah, yeah. I just thought I just I just thought I'd just skip and go straight to grandma style, like you say. It's just nice, yeah, nice just comforting smells. Nice. Accelerate the aging process. Yeah. I don't know what that would be. I feel in, like we're all just aging in terms of a beer. Obviously, mint tastes terrible in beer, um, and it kills your taste buds. But I could imagine a, a sort of coconut. Uh, or shea butter um, stout would would be pretty well, good. You see, fat 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 in beer is always a bad idea. Mm. So butter oh, yeah. could never really work. Is why making a white chocolate beer would be really tricky because that's just the cocoa butter, not the cocoa like powder. The nib, the nib bit. Yeah. So I'm not sure a shower a shower a shea butter beer could ever happen, we, or indeed what we it could is. Have a coconut one, and this surely this is the ultimate shower beer because it's made like. In the flavour of shower gel, <laughs> we need to tell Brewdog this idea. We do. We need to like for their hotels. This is this is an ultimate yeah. combo: craft beer channel versus Brewdog shower beer. We could just have your face covered in <laughs> shea butter in the showers in their hotel. Well, I've already got the photo from my shameless uh, journalist trip that I took last year over to uh, Ohio at, at the Brewdog facility over there. Where I film you, myself, you, you in the nude. I film myself in the shower. It's in the video. Yeah. So uh, yeah, if you haven't seen that video, guys, I'll put the link to that in the show notes because yeah. that is the stuff of a big geek's wet dream. There's, there's no ding dongs or anything in it, but I am very, very hairy <laughs> and wet in it. So if that's your ding your dong. speed, then uh, go check it out, boys and girls. Right, executive decision. We're moving into what was planned for the show now. We've wasted, sorry, not wasted. We've spent five minutes talking about (laughs) two very outdated brands of shower gel. Um, We are current as ever. Um, So let's start with our big news, which was supposed to be the first thing we mentioned, like in case people tuned out, which is that it is only a week and a day until the Lockdown Craft Beer Festival happens. If you don't know what that is, that's because we haven't really shouted about it enough. Uh, But what we're doing is we've teamed up with the organisers of London Craft Beer Festival and we are hosting Lockdown Craft Beer Festival. So bringing that festival vibe to your living rooms uh, with lots of cook-offs, brewing, uh, beer tastings, interviews with some amazing breweries, uh, and lots of nonsense as well. So it's going to be like a, a supercharged, extra-long version of our monthly live show. Um, and we're doing it at a wonderful place in Deptford called Little Faith. Yeah, man, Little Faith beer. Um, great stuff. It's it's one of my spiritual homelands, Deptford. Lived there for many years. Little Faith is new on the Deptford beer scene. Probably been there a couple of years, I reckon. Um, one of the bar manager guys is used to manage the Royal Albert in New Cross, which is like my all-time favourite boozer. So I w- the other week I was in there and I saw that he's now working at Little Faith. So I'm excited and I hope he's there on the day. Um, but it's mm. it's a great spot. Like you say, we're going to be doing all sorts on the day. We've got some 
collab stuff that we're doing before. We're going to be recording earlier in the week. Um, don't know how much we want to talk about that. Is it top secret, Johnny, or, or should we should we tell people? We'll, we'll we'll keep it secret for now. But we've got some really cool breweries. We're going to be doing some special content uh, with. We've got some homebrew content, some art content, mm. uh, lots of talk about better uh, best bitters. Yes, um, because that's our current obsession on the channel. <laughs> um, so lots of cool stuff happening there, and maybe some 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 nonsense around milkshakes and jerk chicken. Not, not at the same time, although maybe that's a match. Nice. Um, so, yeah, some really cool ideas. And we're telling you this, A, because you need to uh, put it in your diary from 4 p.m. next Saturday. That's Saturday the 8th. You can tune in to us live from Little Faith. Uh, but you can also, whether you want to drink along at the time or drink along later, we've put a box on Beer Merchants, which is now live. It's called the Lockdown Craft Beer Festival Box, where beer merchants have curated for us a little selection of some of the breweries we'll be featuring during the day so you guys can drink along. So we heartily recommend getting your mates over, as many as you can safely have, um, over to your house, get a couple of boxes in, crack some beers, enjoy yourself and enjoy the stream um which will be lasting for for about four or five hours going into the glorious summer evening indeed i think there's possibly potential to actually come down and actually meet us uh face to face as well because i think there's gonna be outside seating um so if if you're in london and you you uh fancy it get in contact with little faith they might have some seats for you to uh, yes, book. you can book outside seating or you can, I think, just turn up and they've got a bigger space just across the road. I don't know how available we'll be because we'll obviously be deep into a live stream. That's true. Um, but maybe uh, afterwards we might be able to have a beer if you're still around. Um, so, yeah, do do come down if you can and we might be able to say hi and have a beer. Oh, lovely stuff. The beer box is great though, man, isn't it? It's got We've got Lerving in there. We've got Collective Arts in there. Got Omnipolo in there. We've got Garage Beer Co. in there. I've forgotten what else we've got in there. What else have we got in there, Johnny? This summer, I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London Craft Beer Festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. I mean, we'll, we'll leave the surprise, click the link, find oh, out. Yeah, okay. But I think that's that's a good enough uh, introduction to the box. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's 28 quid, isn't it? Yeah, it's 28 quid. It's, I think it's actually pretty good value for all those amazing different breweries. There's some yeah, yeah, for very sure. interesting beers in there. So get involved, guys. And you can, you, can, you can top that order up with some extra special stuff if you want from the... The, the very wide beer merchants range. Defo, defo. So, shall we move on to uh, this week's video? Yes. Um, what did you think of this week's video? Did you enjoy those triples we tried? Ah, oh, great fun, mate. I love the alliteration in the triples we tried there as well. No, it was it was <laughs> very fun to film. And it was the first sort of uh, post-lockdown sofa session we've done. So, for me, it was just great to be back in the same room as you, mate. And, uh, you know, doing what we do back enjoying some beers together 
talking some nonsense. You mostly editing the nonsense out. Uh, and just, yeah, just loving loving beer, loving life. Great stuff. But we were, we were relatively restrained in that edit mm. because we only tried three beers. We always make the mistake of going like, oh, we could squeeze five in. And then we have an hour of content we have to squeeze down to 12 or 15 minutes. Um, so we were relatively restrained, even if the beers were extremely strong. Um, and I think it was just clear from that just how good West Mal is. Yeah. Um, it just shone through, didn't it? I mean, it really is really did. world-class stuff. The, the complexity of it. Although lots of comments, we've got lots of comments from people who think, who, who sorry, not think, they, they find uh, triples too sweet. Yeah. Um, which, you know, it's fair enough. They are actually very dry beers. They do ferment, ferment pretty dry. It's just there's so much perceived sweetness from that banana-y, clovey, brioche kind of notes that it has. Um, and that's a bit too much for some people. So maybe that, in that case, triple caramel would, uh, would be the triple for you because it was drier. Mm. But I find that complexity just fascinating in these triples. So much yeast aroma um, and when done right, just enough sort of uh, hot bitterness to, to balance it out. It's it's one of my favourite styles alongside, uh, you know, I love love a West Coast IPA. I love a Bohemian Pilsner. And yeah, a triple or a Belgian strong like Duval and, and my favourite beer in the world, Arabia. That's kind of my, my Belgian jam. Yeah, man. We we uh we've talked a little bit about potentially doing coach trips, uh, craft beer channel coach trips over to the lowlands, um, post lockdown, post all this COVID nonsense. So I I think there's demand for it, Johnny. People seem interested. Um, would, would it be great? So it'd be the craft beer to... channel travel company. Yeah, I don't think obviously we wouldn't be driving, but we'd be sort of uh, kind of co, you know, like kind of manning the ship as it were on on the bus uh the idea of you as a tour guide is terrifying frightening know, right it'll be like you'll give some good information at the start and then you'll disappear for like half an hour like you always do when we go to beer festivals mm. and come back pissed out of Trashed. your mind yes <laughs> <laughs> it's just everyone offers you free beer mate if people know who you are and they're like oh come and have this beer with us or whatever then i'm just very fr- i'm very friendly when i'm drunk and I find it very hard to refuse people. This is my problem, John. I'm very, <laughs> I've got a very weak willpower. Um, Gets you into all kinds of scrapes. It does. That's pretty much how the craft beer channel started, because you didn't want to be in front of camera. No. And you just couldn't say no. No, not after we kept uh, asking me. No, I, could, I couldn't, I couldn't keep <laughs> saying no. <sighs> um, so, yeah, on that video, we had lots of uh, comments about you know, triples being a little bit too sweet. Um, we had a comment on Twitter from um, Mark, uh, I forget his surname, but a uh, uh, beer blogger, Keen Homebrewer, uh, his, his Twitter handle is beer, beer, beer. And he said that he'd read um, maybe in a Joe Stonge book about how, um, no, Stan Hieronymus, uh, about how Triple Carmelite has spice additions. Ooh. So that's very, very, very not to style no. uh, for a triple, I don't think. But uh, we were picking up, when we were smelling it, we were getting very, very spicy notes, very herbal notes. Um, so I think possibly they have taken the, the Belgian wit editions of, of coriander and dried orange, and I think they've put that into triple comedy. And that explains the very spicy um, citric and herbal aroma. I also think they put thyme in as well. Um the the book that Mark was referencing only says that the uh, the so the the writer Stan says um, that 
they admit at the brewery that there's spices in there, but they won't say which. And I reckon coriander, orange peel, and maybe some dry thyme as well. Mm. Some secret sauce in the mix. So if, Interesting. Secret, secret sauce. If anybody out there knows what it is, then please, please, please comment. Uh, we're at Beer Channel on Twitter or find us on Facebook or at Craft Beer Channel on the old Instas because I'd love to know for sure what it is they add. Because, um, yeah, I, I find it fascinating that this classic triple um, has, for, for want of a less trashy word, adjuncts in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a bit mind-blowing now you mention it. Um, yeah, I'd be super, super interested to know if anyone knows for sure. Is it? Are there, does anyone work there? Can we? Can we get an inside man to? Uh... Oh, now it's AB InBev. They'll have signed NDAs, I'm uh, sure, on yeah, recipes. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Also, Belgians are pretty secretive about their recipes, anyway. Mm. Like in in most of the craft beer world, people are like, yeah, that's the recipe. Like, good luck trying to recreate it. Whereas in Belgium, they're like, no, 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 no. That was my Poirot impression. <laughs> Num. No, no, Monsieur. Um. So another load of comments that we got, we're not doing individual comments, there were so many comments and so many of them were on the same theme, was, of course, uh, lots of people suggesting their favourite triples. Loads of people talking about Degas, mm. which is spelled D-E space G-A-R-R-E, which I feel like I haven't had, but as soon as I saw the glassware, it's got this really unique glassware, it's almost like a... Um, uh, God, how do you even describe it? It looks like the really fancy IPA glasses, right? Like um, the Craftmasters, but squashed down so they're only half the height. Ooh. Um, and and apparently it's only served in one place in Bruges. But I feel like I've I've had it. I just can't remember it. So many people said that's their favourite triple. So we need to go to Bruges clearly and give that a go. Yes, mate. Well up for that. Um, other favourites were Dulateve, which is from um, uh, from the Mad Brewers, the Dollar. <laughs> Uh, who make my favourite beer in the world, Arab beer. Um, and lots of other comments. People, people mentioning Solvay Society, a great Belgian brewery over here. So there's so many more triples out there than I kind of thought. Once you think about it, they all start appearing. Um, so I think we need to do like a craft triple Ooh, version yes. and see how they compare to the Westmount. Love that. I'm definitely going to be falling off my chair if we have too many of them, but um, well up for that. Well, that's why we do it on the sofa. You know, you lower down, it's <laughs> a safer true. fall. That's true. I'll have to put some some cushions on the floor, uh, make a safe zone. <laughs> but, um... Just for you to just sort of slither onto. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mate, I'm up for that. I think we should do it. Definitely. Let's do it. Alrighty. Well, we'll get we'll get that into the recording schedule. We've got loads and loads of content coming. On Our video next week is all about how to shop in a bottle shop. Because um, I, of course, recognise that whether you're really into beer or whether you're not, like, Going into a bottle shop, even for me, is pretty daunting. There's still so many breweries I've never heard of that are on those shelves or haven't tried for years or, you know, that I just don't recognize. Um, and so we're sort of giving giving some tips on the best ways to get the best out of your bottle shop, um, which you should be, of course, supporting in these rough times instead of buying from supermarkets and such. No shade at supermarket beer, but just support the indies wherever you can. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we, we filmed that with lots of different beers, got lots of tips, did a quick sort of gonzo filming at uh, my local bottle shop, uh, Caps and Taps, where I went on a wide fisheye lens and sort of walked around um, like a shopper. It's going to look... Nice. Well, it's probably going to look real amateur, but <laughs> hopefully that's our style and you guys appreciate that. <laughs> Peep show-esque. 
um, yeah, so that, I mean, that's just, that that's that's all our news this week. I think, Brad, what wow. a wonderfully succinct, not entirely derailed. Well, it was entirely derailed podcast we've, we've just put together. We've only just hit eighteen minutes, mate. What we've got two minutes left to spare. Um, well, I tell you what, I tell you what, we could do something that's really live and dynamic. Go on. So I've got a setup on my laptop where every time we get a YouTube comment, uh, that comment comes up on my desktop, whatever I'm doing, Whoa. so that I can reply instantly if I want to. Nice. I've just seen one come up from Nathan Cahan. Oh. And it, all it says is, give me a pabst and a high dot, dot, dot. Should we click and see what Nathan says It's going to be a high time? life, maybe. Pabst Blue Do Ribbon. Do you reckon? Uh, and then Miller, maybe, is it Miller High Life? Yeah, Miller High Life, yeah. It's going to be a, ha- a Paps Blue Ribbon and a Miller High Life. That's my what I reckon. He says that. that. He says, give me a Paps and a High Life, please. Uh, that's on our video about New England IPA. Blimey. I mean... I don't know what to say to that. I don't know what to say to that. All I know, I do follow PBR on Instagram. They do some quite interesting social content. And I just love the brand. I think the branding is awesome. Same with Miller High Life. It's... Very mid-century. It's got a great logo mark, um, but the beers are very pissy, unfortunately. Um, well, lots of people talk about High Life being. Is it High Life? It's the champagne of beers. I thought. Uh, oh, hang on. We were in Trogues, weren't we? No, we were somewhere in that area, Pennsylvania. Was that Pennsylvania way? And they were talking yeah. about. I didn't think it was High Life. Was it High Life? I don't know, mate. I'm not sure. I'm I'm pretty sure High Life is the champagne of beer. Right, okay. I mean, it would um, make sense. And then you've got Budweiser's the king of beer. And then what the cause is the most refreshing beer. I mean, it's all fucking nonsense. Yeah, well, yes, um, Champagne of beer. Champagne of beer. Yeah. Commercial. Let's see. Is it High Life? Yeah, it's High Life. So there's this little fetish in beer, beer geek circles in America for high life. Mm. So I need to go back and see if it is remotely drinkable. But Pabst is, is well, it's, it's, it's kind of filth really, isn't it? Yeah. It's crushable if it's down at two degrees on a hot day. Sure, that's enjoyable. But uh, yeah. I believe high life, high life is, uh, comes from a slightly different place. But maybe I'm completely wrong. It comes in a clear bottle. I mean, which I'm, is never I'm looking start. at a photo here on image search, which is near a high life. In a champagne style bottle, um, being and then there are four uh, flute. Well, they're not flutes; they're like martini sort of glasses filled with beer. So it's almost drunk. Like I don't know what the correct term is for like a wide, um, short, uh, stemmed glass that you would you would you might have a champagne or a champagne cocktail in. But that's what they're I know, drinking. I know the kind you mean. Is it a martini Well, that's glass? fucking nonsense, mm. isn't it? It's got to be nonsense, right? Mm. Plus, like, I mean, you've got to be a maniac to I have remember. such a wide head on a beer because it's going to lose any of that small amount of flavour straight out of the top. An aroma, yeah. Yeah. I remember when I first got into beer, there was a sommelier who I was taking some advice, advice from and he was trying to convince me that if you drink Budweiser from a champagne flute, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. And you're like, even if that's true... Who wants to drink a 4% beer out of a champagne flute? Like, the experience of that. Like, one sip and it's gone. Brilliant. So I'm, you're basically doing the Centurion with Budweiser. Yeah. There was this obsession with, like, going, oh, but bad beers can be good if you're doing this. 
like when we were first getting into it, like people trying to justify these beers. I think people paid by these big brands to try and rescue them. Right. Um, got me real mad. Can we maybe well, at the we time can, I was like, oh, that's interesting, and now I look back. Can we do a debunking video about this? We should get some Miller High Life. We should. <laughs> I don't get think some... we can debunk stuff that nobody else has heard of. No. Well, no, it's crazy. Can, but can you make bad beers good? That could be that could be an interesting angle. We just get a bunch of hop oils and just put them into crap beers. Maybe. Just make it a taste of citra. Yeah. There you go. Well, we'll we'll leave that with you guys. If you've got any ideas of how we can debunk or improve crappy beers, that would be a really cool video. So let us know your thoughts. Otherwise, do pick up the Lockdown Craft Beer Festival box and join us next Saturday, Saturday the 8th at 4 p.m. on our YouTube channel. There'll be a link coming out very soon, possibly in the descriptions box below. Uh, and next Wednesday, join us for how to shop in your local independent and uh, much-needed support Bottle shop, not a sentence. Lovely stuff. That was a, that was a very Brad esque sentence there. <laughs> Thank you, man. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs>